Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Leah Alter. And I'm Joanna Arisman. And this is Women Share, a marketing guide for women in financial services. And on today's episode, we are joined by Stacey Bartelson, a financial advisor who has found success in growing her practice by working with business owners. Stacey has built her career over 15 years at Edward Jones. She holds both her certified financial planner and chartered financial consultant certifications. But she's not only sharp technically, she brings the EQ to her practice as well. She's passionate about helping her clients find meaning in their financial journey and connect their wealth with their purpose. Stacy's been recognized in the industry for her leadership as well. She was selected to join the 2022 Barron's Women's Advisor Summit and is a member of the Edward Jones Women's Conference, which recognizes the top female advisors in the firm. Outside of the office, she's active in her community, both through her children's schools and community organizations. On a personal note, Stacy and I go way back to our college days. We've enjoyed talking shop about the industry throughout our careers, but as we launched this podcast, she came to mind as a perfect guest, as a successful advisor who values connecting with others, specifically advancing women in the industry. So Stacy, we are so happy to have you here on the show today. Thank you for joining us on Women Share. Thank you so much, ladies. I'm very honored to be a part of this podcast that you guys are starting. I think it's going to be life-changing for many women in this industry to just connect, share ideas. And I've already listened to everything you guys have done so far. And I can't wait for many more podcasts. So definitely we'll be sharing it. And thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it and help with your journey to create this podcast for women. Thank you so much, Stacey. Those are such kind words. And we're just so excited that you're here. So to start out, let's we always like to start kind of with an overview of your practice. What kind of clients you serve, your assets, the niches that you focus on, that sort of thing. Well, I can go back because it's been almost 15 years. It's been a long journey. And I can tell anybody in this industry and anybody that's on this podcast that you start with taking anybody. And so didn't really have a niche when I started 15 years ago at 27 years old. So I'm that much older. And I just worked with anybody I could. I knocked on doors. I knocked on business owner doors. And so my clients have grown through just doing that. Um, over 15 years. But as time goes on and you get busier and your business builds by referrals because you take care of your clients, you're digging deep with them, you get all their family, their friends coming your way, you kind of have to get more into different types of niches that you work with. Um, So it's evolved over time, but our practice here does work with individuals, families, and business owners. I think business owners are kind of the lost sheep that people are like, oh, you know, they're not going to sell their business for a long time. They just work in their business, all their money's in their business. And I've realized over the last couple of years, the business owners I've had, I've just worked with them more personally and individually and kind of push their business aside. Like someday they'll sell it and I'll invest that money for them. But really you have to look at it a little differently. And so changing my business over time as we grow out our team. And so we do in our office, if you want to know a little bit about like the size of our office and what we do, it's been at Ever Jones, it's one advisor and one assistant. And you can grow those assistants over time as you need help to serve your clients. And that works. That's fine. It's a small business owner that I was, but I just kind of looked at myself as I'm an advisor and I have my support staff. And now as time's going on and I've built out my business and Ever Jones is looking where at, we can have teams, we can have more advisors working with us and have 
more capacity to take on more when you have more people on your team to work together. And so now it's grown to where I have two assistants. I have a partner, Molly, in the business. And now we're serving more and more clients because of that. And we're bringing in an associate advisor. And so that's kind of where we're at right now is continuing to just build. We have 350 to 400 families we work with. So sometimes that can be more just because we work with their kids, their grandkids. And I've grown the business on my own before to around 200 to 250 million in assets. And now that I brought in a partner, we're just growing. And so now our goal is to create a team and help more people and someday maybe be that billion dollar business as we're looking more as we're a business, not just me as one financial advisor. Man, I love that. I also, I'm curious, when you brought on another advisor in terms of like sharing ideas and being able to bounce things off of one another, did you see for you an opportunity to kind of try different things and and think outside of the box of what you normally do? That's a great question, Leah. So yes, you know what I think happens is as a business owner, and like I said, I never thought of myself as a true business owner. I was just, I'm running a business and how do I then start working more on my business? And so I've always, because it's been me, I'll reach out to mentors and that's what I think this podcast can be great for and listen to other people that have done successful things in this industry, don't recreate the wheel. And so I always went to mentors in my business and then I would I worked out of an office when I started. And so that's how I really got my partner. She came in and I was training her and mentoring her. And I was like, wow, you'd be a great partner. You share so many things with me. We both work better together. We're going to be able to help more people and change more lives in the communities we serve together versus as one person. And I think that's in any business. And we have to get our business owners to see that as well as you can do more to get, you're better together. You're better sharing ideas and bouncing things off each other. And what I've learned over time, and I think I've even shared this, which went over time, but I, I've i looked at it more as like, I'm a visionary. And I'll talk more about that if you guys want to um, down the road with this podcast. But being a visionary, all of us in life are born with dreams and visions. But a lot of times it's just having leaders that help you have that vision and dream come true. And we're all leaders in what we do every day, whether we're a parent to our kids, we're leading them, and our kids have dreams and visions, or being in a business. So you can relate it both ways. Um, but when Molly came in, I just realized like, okay, I'm more of the CEO. Like I'm a vision, I know what I wanna do, but I need the implementation people, the integrators. And she came from a marketing background. And I was like, wow, she's a financial advisor, but no marketing background, so she can be the marketing person. So it is really developing out those things that you're not as great at, that you can share and bounce things off of each other versus being just a one-man show that I think I can figure it all out. I really can't. Well, and it just so happens, Stacey, and I don't know that this was by design, but it's all women in your practice, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. far, that's how our business is. We are hiring um, another woman advisor who will come in who is an estate planning attorney and wants to change direction just because we've connected with her. She sees our purpose, our vision, and how we work as a team. And she's very organized. We're like, oh, you could be a COO of our business. And so we're all going to be advisors, but you all wear different hats. You need that advisory board in any business, not just a financial advisor business. And I think that's what helps us work with families and business owners too, is everybody is a business that you're running, whether it's your household, you're running a business, it's your business at work. We all are different roles in what we do. 
And so then I, you know, I'm hiring an associate advisor and the goal is that that's a female as well with a couple of years in the industry um, that can come help us. And I'm not saying we won't bring men in, nothing against men. It's just, this is what's worked out for our vision and our passion to create more purpose around money and have fun as we have a lot of fun in this office. And I do have boys. And so having an eight and 10 year old boy and also a blended family with a 13-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy, who knows who, who will want to come and be a part of our awesome team sometimes. So men can come in. Just ha- It's been an all-women <laughs> team so far, and we're rocking it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, part of the impetus for this discussion today was the fact that, you know, I think building out an advisory practice, you're not exclusively working with business owners, but you found success in that niche, right? And so Kind of the spirit of this show is just sharing what's worked for you, best practices, that sort of thing. And you hit on this earlier, but I want to first talk about the fact that, at least in my experience in my career, some advisors are like business owners. That's an interesting niche. They see the future potential, right? But it seems like you're really working that relationship for the long term for that future sale of the business versus the short term you know, advice and guidance. So just tell me about how you think about that in relation to your practice of you, you're working with business owners, you said, before they're even, they have a date certain that they're hoping to exit. So how are you thinking about that? And what would you encourage other advisors to think about maybe think differently about working with business owners? You know, business owners are their own animal for sure, because as I'm a business owner, we all get really, really busy and you don't focus on planning for the next thing or planning for exit. And so as I've grown over 15 years, I've worked with business owners and I'm always like, okay, they're a business owner. That's great. And I'll try to get their 401k plan. But that's really not helping the business owner figure out this is your baby. And someday you're not going to want to do that anymore. What's that look like to you and your life, your family's life? It's your identity. What's what's the next day going to look like when you're not running your business anymore? And, And so I think it's paying it forward. And when you're working with these people, they're individuals, even if they're a business owner. So a lot of times the financial advisor is like, oh, I work with their individual finances. I work with their family and they might have some money to invest. Some don't though. And then it's, they just push it down the road. Like I'll work with you when you have, you sell your business or you want to do a 401k plan with me. And in life in general, I've always told myself when I started this business is you pay it forward. You never know when that person is going to sell or have a change in their life, inherit money, need your help, lose a loved one and have insurance policies to deal with an estate, we can always help these people. And so if you pay it forward and you give them advice now, you never know when it's going to come back tenfold. And so what I'd share with everybody is sometimes just helping one person, they go tell the next person, the next business owner that is selling comes and says, I hear you can help me with this. And so it's really, I've always just said, pay it forward in life in anything you do and it will come back tenfold. And so with the whole business owner, what I decided and I wanted to mention that is newer is our firm has started to say we could get other designations. And I, what they brought up is um, SEPA, Certified Exit Planning Advisor. I'm like, what does that really mean? And so I looked into it because I love learning. We all got to be curious in life and continue to learn. And so it's like, what's the next thing I could learn and help people with? And so I went and took this week-long course. I'd highly recommend every advisor to look into it. It's growing significantly it's been around about 12, 15 years. It's through the Exit Planning Institute. Um, the book they have you read, it's called Walking to Destiny. The Schneider, the dad and a son that created this. The book, everybody should read, even if you don't do the destination. It's called Walking to Destiny. 
And it changed my mindset around my own business, but also helping business owners. And it's helping them like discover where they're at, where they want to be, how to grow value in their company today to be prepared for the future when they sell. And so that has really put a fire under me because I was like, I have all these business owners now over 15 years. I've worked with them. They have a little bit of money, but they now want to sell. And it was a family-owned business for years. And they're in their 60s and they're like, I just want to be done. I want to sell my business. I'm like, okay, do you know the value of it? They're like, I think so. I don't know. Okay, well, that doesn't really help when we want to go out to the market. And who are we going to go to the market to? And do your kids want it? No, they don't. I thought they would. That's what I plan on all my life. It's the kids to take over. Well, these younger generations don't want to take over that family-owned business. And so then I just felt like I am not doing my job when my clients come to me and they're like, I want to sell, but I don't know what to do. And now it's five years down there or 10 years down there that I've worked with them or didn't really work that much with them. I just kind of managed a little bit of investments that they had with their family. And so this has been a whole new change over the last year working with business owners. And I would just say it's all, it's a market that is underutilized for advisors and not helped like it should be. And so now there is a whole exit planning institute. There's chapters around the U.S. They're growing the number of CEPAs, Certified Exit Planning Advisors is the name, all over the place now. And Edward Jones has said, this is something that has been missing. We want to be a part of it. And I've taken upon doing that in my own business because we are our own little businesses outside of Edward Jones. But Edward Jones Home Office is creating a whole department for our business owners that we can utilize with tax advisors, estate planning attorneys. And so I think every business should look at that and look at getting the SEPA and helping business owners grow their business during it and then be able to help them when they sell it for the future with their family and pass it on. Oh, man, I, I love that. And it's so relatable for yourself, right? Like working with both business owners, you can relate that to your own experience as a business owner and an advisor, and it makes for like a common ground where it's not just you're doing your thing over here and I'm doing my thing over here, but like we're doing the same thing and I can help you. It, it makes for such a great conversation. Okay. So I have a question that's kind of like a two separate, but kind of together. I'm curious of your business owners, how many of your business owners are women business owners um, I know that's kind of a curveball. It wasn't on our list of questions, but when you were talking about it, just kind of pinged in my in my head. And then um, also would love to just, I know you are passionate about women in the industry. You've talked about being in at, at this point in all women firm. So where did that come from? How did that kind of develop throughout your career? So your first question, just so I remember both questions. Um, the first question was, say it again, Oh, of your business owner. Oh, how many? Yeah. Are, are, okay. Do you have a good amount of women business owners that you're serving? So that's interesting you asked that now that you even ask and I'm looking back at it is a lot of the business owners, I guess I started with um, from back 15 years ago, were manufacturing all men and yeah. they've been in the family and just passed on generations and generations. And now I've started to work with more women business owners. I had one um, that I've worked with in the past. She owned a manufacturing, but it's been that industrial construction, going in and helping them with 401ks. But I have a passion for helping women create businesses and create a business plan, helping coach them along the way. And so I have women business owners now that I've helped 
start their own and oh, helping them and that. coaching them being like, life is too short to hate what you do every single day. And I think that's so important as women in this financial services industry. I came into this saying, no way. I was recruited by my Ever Jones advisor saying like, you'd be really good at this. And I'm like, I'm 27. I'm a female in a financial industry. I've already been in a male dominated industry. I was in plastics. I was industrial construction before this. And I always knew as a woman, I could do whatever I wanted to do. But when he said that, I was like, oh no, that's another male dominated industry. And he said, you can set your mind to whatever you want to. You're your own business owner. And I just think I would have just kept doing what I was doing, trying to climb the corporate ladder, proving myself as a female. But I am trying to even change the mindset of younger generations and then also women saying, you can start your own business and get the right people on your bus to be very successful and grow a team. And so I have gotten more and more business women either starting or already started and helping them grow to the next level. And I've also started, it's just, it came from women can help women and connect women to be bigger and better in anything they do. And I started a women's mastermind group just out of not a financial services yet that's coming, I think, but a women's mastermind group, which is business owners and women in leadership looking to excel. Because as women, we need to be more vulnerable with each other, open, share the good and the bad of personal, professional what's going on. And what has happened is this group started with like 10 of us and it's now to 20. And it's women just saying, I want to be a part of that. And we all go around and share like what we can help each other with, inspire each other. And after our last one, one of the ladies is like, I just had my biggest thing happen in my banking career the next day. And she goes, I just believe it's from getting confidence from all you and having faith in what I'm doing. So I just think women there's not as many women business owners that I connect with. And I think it's a huge potential in helping them create more. So that was your first question. It's growing. And I'm trying to help women grow and be uh, more entrepreneurial and do what oh, they I love, love versus what they think they need to do for their family to just make a paycheck. Yeah. Um, your other question is, you know, me and my business and how it's growing is all women. Oh, well, no, just, I mean, I, I think you answered actually both. Oh, the answer, okay. You answered both questions because yeah. the other question is around your passion around helping women. Yeah. So that's why it, it okay. kind of went. Yeah, it really. So I think you, uh, I think you nailed it. And, I, you know, you're talking both that Joanna and I are just like nodding our heads the whole time because you share such a passion that we share uh, around just in general helping women advance in this industry right and you know one of the things of why we even started this podcast and went on this journey is because we are both just so passionate about women having an influential seat at the table and that can only bring good for the whole of the industry uh -huh. and I think it's us as women we need to take ownership of supporting and lifting and helping each other and that's what this podcast can do in the women's mastermind group I just created and want to create one in the financial services industry as well, because we all get stuck being women and caretakers, whether you have children or not, you're still caring for family and friends and clients. If you have them, like we just feel we have to help and care. And that's why I love doing what I do so much is we truly get to make a difference every single day in someone's life. And it might be taking them a basket because they fell and they got home from a hospital as my other clients are getting older or being there alongside them when they're losing their loved one. It's just, 
that's what we do. And that's hard. And you get home and then you have your kids if you have them or in your home life. And we just take things a little bit more to heart than men do. And it's nothing against men. It's just we were created to be moms and caretakers, whether it's to family or kids. And so we do that. And I think as we sometimes put each other down based on roles we have or things we're doing. And as women, we can't do that. We have to encourage and support and connect and be like, how can I help you? How can I help you? And it all just continues to grow. So you're right. You guys are doing the right things with creating this. I really, truly love it. And I'm really excited for you guys and all you're doing with this. Oh, thank you. And it, yeah, we believe in the power of lifting each other up for sure. And we're uniquely equipped, right, as women to, to be able to do that. So along those lines, we talked about this as you were coming on the show. I'm like, OK, what's what's something you've done or what have you done to grow your business specifically like from a marketing standpoint or a new client and acquisition standpoint, or it would say also in retaining, you know, your current clients, but what, what's some of the secret sauce? What's something that you would share where you found success that you think another person listening to this podcast could apply it in their own business? I guess the first thing I would say, you know, with even just getting clients or retaining clients is you really have to be, you have to build trust and be genuine. You have to be who you are. I always tell people, be yourself. Don't, Try to be anybody else and who you are because people see that. They read through it. They know if you care or not. And so with our clients, what we do here, our clients become family. And, you know, I have an amazing team, Heidi, Jennifer, and now Molly, and we're growing. And the reason we need to continue to grow, it's not that we're like, oh, we need to make more money. It's nothing about money. It's about we can help more people and dig deeper and work with business owners and dig deep into their families and work with their kids and grandkids and do that generational planning if you have enough people to do that. Otherwise, you get so, you don't have enough time. You just get so over concentrated on too many things and too many clients that you can't give them that service. And so in our practice, it's always, we're going to bring on more people. It's one thing um, David Geller, which Anna introduced me to as a great uh, financial advisor in the industry, he said, sometimes you have to look at expenses before revenue. And that's one thing we've always had in our practice is if we need to bring on more support to take care of our clients as deeply and as much as we want to and do everything for them, go visit them if needed, be there for their families. It can't be one person. It can't be two people. And sometimes it takes adding some more people to help you be able to do that. And so that's kind of what has happened in how we retain clients is we truly do go above and beyond Every single one of us do in our office. Every single one of us know our clients and work with them as needed. And so that's why we're trying to bring on more specialties and stuff because clients have a lot of needs. And sometimes as advisors, we just do the surface level like, oh, they need help retiring. Oh, that's great. But there's so much more in people's lives that they need help with. We're truly a life financial coach. We want them to call us for everything. Like if they have a financial issue, we're your financial 911. Call us. It doesn't matter when. Or if you need just information on finances, you call 411, just get the information, right? So we want to be those people that they call. And so that's helped us retain, get referrals, because our clients truly feel like they can trust us. They believe in us. We've helped them create passion around their money and have fun with it and all that type of stuff. So it's not like it's going to the dentist and pulling a tooth when they come to see us or talk with us. (laughs) You know, because that's what people say. Yeah. Going to a financial advisor is like the second worst thing after a dentist. And I'm like, what? I don't want people to feel that about me. And when I tell people I'm a financial advisor and they look at me like, oh, another one of you, right? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I want them to think differently. Like, we want to work with you. And that's what we're doing. You talked about marketing. Is we're yeah. trying to be able to rebrand more. And that's my vision. That's my passion. You know, Everett Jones has had our name and our, we're well-known. We're a very big company in the industry. We manage a lot of money and we take care of our clients and we care about our clients and the firm does too. But individually in our office, we are working on changing our marketing to, to do more things in the community, um, to run us us do a fundraiser, to be more present in the community, help our clients and people that we know get together to give back to communities. We can help them grow their money all they want. But what's that mean? Let's learn yeah. to have purpose around our finances, give it back, and then gather people together and have fun. So that's really what we're trying to do is get people to feel like, I want to work with that team. And that's what every community atmosphere yeah. Yeah, should do. So that's what we're doing for changing up and maybe podcast someday. Yeah. Uh, who, knows, who knows what, but maybe use your guys' help to figure this out. Quick hot take question. Do you actually ask your clients for referrals or do you wait for them to come to you naturally? We found this is kind of a polarizing <laughs> topic. It's the worst thing in our industry. No one wants to ask for referrals. No one wants to ask for business, even though we are salespeople, but we don't want to be called salespeople, right? Um, I always say we're trying to provide solutions um, to people's problems versus trying to solve something, which is truly what we should be doing. Um, referral side, you know, I've taken it a little bit different way. Like I have a really hard time being like, Hey, who can you refer to me? Or, you know, you have to be careful how you ask for it and what you do. I always feel if you prove yourself and take care of the people you're working with, they're going to refer people to you just because you've made a difference in their life. They're going to talk about that. Like I have a client that he was on a on the hospital bed and he gave my card to the nurse saying, you need to call my advisor. Like she does everything for me. And so that you need those advocates. You know, those people are very loyal to you and advocate for you, but not everybody's comfortable with that. So like when I do events, though, I'll do fun events for clients. I'm like, just bring a friend with you. I'm not going to talk about investments. You can tell them I'm your friend, financial advice, whatever you want. But it just gets them knowing who I am and knowing that I'm trustworthy. I truly care about the people I work with and they're part of our family. Uh, but the other side of it is clients don't always think that we're taking on more people, right? Like, oh, you're busy. Right. And we know you're busy. And so I've found over the years, sometimes people are like, well, I didn't know you were taking on people. Or they'll call me and be like, hey, would you help a friend of mine? I don't know if you're helping any more people. Like, I know you're busy. So we have to be careful as advisors too, not to show like we're too busy because that comes off to your clients as well that oh, I better not refer anybody else. Their service will go down to me. And so with growing our team, we really do sit down and we have a what our expectations are of clients, what their expectations they can expect of us, what our values are. And then we have a follow-up saying we are taking new clients and you're the type of clients we work with because we will grow our team to help your family, your friends, and you get all of us. And great. so it's helped. Um, what a good that approach. That's a great yes. approach. Yeah. And then you, and you, yeah. And you've got the the proof of your team growing, um, but mm -hmm. that is what you're doing. All right. So we asked every guest who comes on what the best career advice you've gotten along the way? Oh, man. It depends when. <laughs> when did this advice come from? Because back when I started, you know, I was told that if I didn't want to quit every single day, that I wasn't doing my job. Because, you know, I think I've heard you guys in the podcast that I've listened to so far is, you know, it's a hard, it's not an easy career. Like everybody thinks you can come in as a financial advisor and you can make a lot of money because you're dealing with people's money. Like people will say that to me. They're like, oh, you're so lucky you get to earn 
um, trips as part of your income. And I'm like, well, you can come do this with me. And you can, and they're like, oh, I don't want to work as hard as you do because they see how hard you work. But you don't work a day in your life if you truly love what you do and you're passionate about what you do. And so this is the advice I give other people is if you really don't love what you're doing every single day, talk with your financial advisor or if you're a financial advisor, maybe that's not the right part or thing, right job for you at this point. Um, because you have to truly love what you're doing every single day. And that can be for all sides. I know you guys are focused on not just advisors, but just women in the financial services industry. You might be in corporate finance, like the last podcast, if anybody goes back to that and realize like this isn't for me and to come be a financial advisor, or maybe it's the other way. And so that's really, I guess what my advice would be is if you truly don't love what you're doing, you won't be passionate about it. You won't have joy in everything you're doing in life. And life's too short. We get one day at a time. And so have, find joy in everything you do every single day or make a change and take that risk. Like it was a huge risk when I took this. I started in the financial crisis. And yeah. so that was a oh, wait. Everybody's like, you're quitting your corporate job. You're climbing the corporate ladder and kicking butt. Like, why would you go do something new in the financial industry in a financial crisis? You're crazy. And now people look back that told me that and they're like, you did the right thing. That is so what you were supposed to do. And so that's, you know. Well, and we talk, we talk about how women have this unique and amazing ability for this intuition. And sometimes we get, we receive messages that don't make logical sense, but we Mm -hmm. just know that's the next step we're supposed to take without knowing where it's going to lead us. And for most people, when they actually listen to what is being told to them or, or, you know, this vision, however it comes to you, it sets them on the path to the thing, even though they don't know necessarily in the moment what the thing is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, and I think so that true. really is unique to us women to be able to have that, 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 that voice, that intuition that is so loud <laughs> and well, for me, just, it only gets louder when I ignore yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like how you guys connected and created this from hearing your story is a lot of times we get stuck in our own way and we just stay to what we're doing. And as women, we think we have to know a hundred percent of something before we can do it. And, you know, studies show that, well, I was in a financial background. I knew marketing. I knew I loved connecting and getting out and helping people and creating women's invest, not women's investment clubs at that point, but I was like women in business. I would just join anything I could to meet people. And my advisor was like, you just love helping people. You love to meet people. You love to connect. You'd be good at this. And sometimes you look at that and you're like, I I can, I don't know how to do that. That's finances. I have you. And sometimes we have to just look through that and be like, if I have mentors, another piece of advice is just always be curious and try to learn and ask questions and figure out what is the next step. Uh, I do have one other thing that I would highly recommend that has been super awesome in my life is I talked about at the beginning, the vision, like we all have vision, we all have dreams and to write those down and have like strategies to get there and mentors that you tell it to and are along the way. Because I do that, I put like a one year and then a five year and I've looked back and I look at my notes because I do it on airplanes when I take trips and then I'll be like, did I hit my goal, like my stretch goal? Did I hit my vision for that year and what I want to have under assets or the type of clients or where my business should be? And it's always happened. It's always happened. So I think that's something too is we just, we look at something that's too big, but 
if you take the time to take, write it down and take little steps to get there and have the support and the encouragement and the coaches and mentors that you need around you, you can achieve anything you want to achieve. You got to set your mind to it. I love it. And go for it. Don't hold yourself back. Don't get in your own way. <laughs> Correct. I mean, yeah. do you think I thought I could run three marathons in a year? I never thought I'd run a marathon and did it for someone that passed away. And it's like, I set my mind to it. I did it. So I just tell people like, you can always just put your mind to something. Is it fun to run for four hours, three and a half hours? No. But sometimes putting the work <laughs> in and just setting your mind to it, crazy things happen and you do more and more of good things towards it. What's the best way if someone wants to connect with you? So you are saying you want to, you know, galvanize more women in the industry that are just connect with them and learn from each other. What's the best way for someone to find you? Well, and what, um, Joanna, with you saying that, I guess any women on this podcast that listens that wants to connect with other women in this industry, what I found is I was very honored to go to Barron's and Women's Forbes conferences last year, going to Barron's um, and hopefully Forbes again this coming year. It's in November. Is These women are so powerful uh, in this industry. And what they say is women are going to take over the financial industry over time and the money's transferring to women. And so I learned so much from people outside of Edward Jones. We have a great culture. We all connect. But when I went to these conferences, I'm like, there is an amazing woman outside of our company and I want to connect them and I want to get together and share stories. And we're all, there's enough money to go around for everybody and we can all help each other thrive and be women that take over the financial industry. And so if you want to reach out and be a part of, I want to create a women's mastermind group uh, of women all over. And so far I've met someone in Texas, Colorado. I'm in the Twin Cities and Minneapolis, um, St. Paul and Minnesota. So if you want to reach out LinkedIn, um, you can connect with me through email, through my webpage. It's just Stacey Bartleson. Um, at Ever Jones. And so love to have you reach out, connect. I'd love to help in any way that I can. And if you're just starting out or if you've been out for a really long time, everybody's welcome in this type of community. And I hope you keep listening to these podcasts because Lee and Joanna are going to have many, many more great guests. And I feel very honored and it's a pleasure that I've been able to do this and hopefully connect with lots of women through it because we have yeah. a way to change the world. Stacey, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, sharing your best practices, how you work with business owners. I think that there's so many good takeaways from today. And that is our show for today. If ours is a mission that you want to share in, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. And with that, I'm Leah Alter. And I'm Joanna Arisman, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Women Share.